of scriptures I need to read. But he said, even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. So there has always been a remnant, glory to God, in Israel. God has always left a little seed. Amen. When he brought uh, the children out of Israel, uh, out of Egypt, there was a little remnant. Amen. When they came back out of Babylon, there was a little remnant. There's still a little remnant, amen, uh, of in Israel today. So the seed ain't been wiped away. And uh, we can, uh, for sake of time, we can't read all of this, but he said, and if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then as it is no more grace. Otherwise, works is no more works. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh after, seeketh for, but that the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them, listen to this eighth verse, the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear. Unto this day, you take the eighth verse, glory to God, and it said, uh, works, you know, and grace is, grace is not done away with, and the grace of God is still in Israel if they'll reach out for it. But he says, glory to God. Let me read that verse, that eighth verse again. What God is saying here, according as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber. I want us to look at this today. The spirit of slumber. Eyes that they should not, could not see and ears that they could not hear. If that spirit of slumber is not on America uh, today, God said here in Romans that he gave Israel the spirit of slumber. God gave the spirit of slumber because we walked away from God. If there's not a spirit of slumber in America, eyes that we cannot see and ears that we cannot hear. And I thought about, uh, I hear it every week, people saying, I'm ready to meet God. I was saved back a year ago ago. I will say back when I was a young person uh, they have no desire to be in the house of God. They'll cuss you out in Alabama. Many uh, they're still drinking alcohol. Uh, they're sitting in church. Today that's gay as gay can be. And they still say they're right with God. Uh, we see the, the old drunk uh, uh, that one that's on drugs and they'll tell you uh, the preacher told them uh, that they were all right, that they got saved. They went down to the creek and was baptized. There's a spirit of slumber. Uh, you can look at uh, this pew right here. Uh, there's a spirit of slumber or this seat would be full today. I'm going to tell you, if you're a real a child of God and you ain't backslid on God, there's a desire uh, to be in the house of God. There's a desire building my soul that I can overcome this fleshly body of pain, of torment, of blindness, of aches, of troubles, of cancer, of heart attacks. I endure. I want to endure. 
of this old body and with the grace of God. Honey, I can overcome the spirit of slumber. Honey, why is the spirit of slumber put on Israel? Because they backed up on God. They wouldn't give God praise, honor, and glory when God was there to glorify it. When he walked right amongst them uh, and he touched them uh, and he told them, he said, touch me, but blessed are those that have not seen, yet they still believe. And they still turned away and crucified our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, can I tell you something? America is crucifying our Lord. America is slumbering and sleeping. I thought about, I'm not very smart, have no education whatsoever, but I've never, I've never seen Ice freeze on the road at 35 degrees. Amen. It won't freeze in a freezer if it ain't 30, if it's 35 degrees. I'm talking about a spirit of slumber that we'd rather watch TV, amen, than to come to church. We wonder why the churches are not where they used to be. We're not where we used to be. We've got too many cell phone messages. Amen. We've got too many set messages sitting under fear in the car. Hello. I remember Janet's sister, and she said, Charles Stanley was her favorite. She'd just stay at home and watch Charles Stanley. But you know, when she was dying, you know who she called. She said, Bill, would you come talk to me? I need some help. I need some help. I'm going to tell you, Charles Stanley's good. I'm not knocking him. But honey, we need to keep the local church alive. She said, would you come and talk to me and pray with me? Some things ain't right. Some things ain't right. Listen to me. We can sit in church and backslide, but I'm going to tell you when you really backslide, is sitting at home drinking coffee and not listening to half of what Charles Stanley says. I'm not picking on Charles Stanley. I'm picking on people that slumbered and slept. I'm talking about people that were sitting at the cafe this morning, could have been in the house of God, that says my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Can I tell you, if the Low Gap Cafe never opens again, I can still go to heaven. I can still go to heaven. Amen. I don't have to have that. I'm going to tell y'all how we are. Y'all know, y'all know I've been on a, Low iodine diet. Janet's she's she's been hateful, but she's kept me on it. Butch, uh, Cone come and him a little grand great grandbaby come yesterday, and I just had some eggs whites and <laughs> green pepper and a cup of coffee, and she fixed tenderloin, eggs, and a bowl of gravy. 
And I remember the testimony up at the baptizing hole. And this fellow said, I cheated on God. I walked by that pan of gravy sitting on the stove. And I thought, I'm a good mind to dip my finger in that gravy. Hey, if I could just get a little of that old cream gravy on my tongue. I ain't had no cream gravy in over two weeks, Roy. I like cream gravy. Amen. So I thought if I could just dip that, you know what I'd have been doing? I'd been cheating on my iodine diet. I remember that fellow had testimony over at the baptizing hole in the youth meeting, and it touched my heart. He said, I tried to serve the Lord, but I cheated on the Lord. I promise you all from my depths of my heart, I was slobbering out both sides of my jaw, but I walked right on by that pan of gravy. Janet didn't do it on purpose, but she left it there for about three hours. <laughs> Can I tell you that's how temptation is? Butch taught only just realized that temptation comes from within. I know the eye sees temptation, but our thoughts within us. The Bible said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. If I get my mind on that gravy, I'll have my finger in that gravy. And I'll be and I won't just take one. I'll find me a biscuit. Amen. I'll find something else. And then I go to the doctor and I expect him to heal me. Amen. He's gonna treat me to burn out my cancer. Amen. I expect him to heal me, but I've cheated on everything he told me to do. Come on, church. We've cheated on what God told us to do. We expect healing. We expect no pain. We expect a prosperous life. We expect a shout every time we go to church. But we've cheated on God. We've not given God our best. Sickness has helped me to give more to God. I ain't got as much left as I used to have, but I'm trying to give more to God. I'm trying to love God as He loved me. Henry, it's helped you, ain't it? I know you've been in self-pity, and I know you've heard, and I know things have been ill, but glory to God, I thought about it. I believe Roy from my depths, my heart, and I believe he's a God-fearing man. But I believe Roy has made up his mind. I'm going to see Shirley on the other side. Glory to God, sometimes it takes pain and separation and agony for us to get our heart right with God. Neighbor, if I get through the 12th chapter, I'm going to have to hurry. But I believe, can you agree with me? If you've been saved any amount of time, it's America, the spirit of slumber on America. In other words, we're lazy. We're lazy on God. Let me jump. I'll hurry. I got it wrote down where I need to go to. Let's go to the 13th verse. That'll be good. Just get part of this. He said, For I speak to you Gentiles. It's the 11th 
of Romans 11, chapter Romans 13, first. For I speak to you Gentiles insomuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles. So Paul's saying, I'm the messenger to the Gentiles. And he said, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. So I thought today from the word of God, we've got to be provoked. Amen. We've got to get out of our comfort zone. We've got to get out of our pride and our high standard of living and come back to the reality of Christ. I've told it thousands of times. Neighbor, I had to get in a shape around the oak mode with no clothes on. God had to bring me to the bottom before I could be lifted up. I had to be brought to nothing. Family separate. In pain, it broke in agony before I could realize I was nothing that I needed God America is going to be brought back to nothing to realize they need God I can read it to you in the word of God where that the Lord brought salvation to us Gentiles to provoke Israel that they might see what they have lost and I tell you, I believe from the depths of my heart that America has got high-minded. Let me read it. The 20th verse said, Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. I believe America has got high-minded. And I believe when America sees revival break out in Israel, for my part, I don't see a great revival in America, but I see a revival breaking out in Israel when the Spirit of God goes back. He's given the spirit of slumber, and I see the Spirit has been withdrawn to provoke them to jealousy. And the Spirit of God come to Andy Brannick, and he come to Shannon, and he come to Butch, amen, to provoke Israel, amen, to jealousy till they would see what they have turned down. Sometimes, neighbor, the glory to God, we don't miss it till it's gone. We don't realize what we had till it's gone. I thought about even in health. I don't I didn't realize what I had till it wasn't there no more. Sometimes we take for granted the shall that God has given us, the church to sit in, the power of God about us. Honey, we need, I need to have enough of the power of God to provoke you to want to serve God, to provoke you to realize God is greater than any sports. God is greater than any relationship that you can ever have. God is greater than any home, greater than any car, greater than anything that you could ever have. Without God, we've got nothing. Without God, he's my heartbeat. He's my life. He's my bloodstream. God, I need more Jesus. I can cheat on him if I want to, but I'll pay. I'll pull time away from God. 
our poor time incarcerated away from God. The church is incarcerated. The church is away from God as a whole. The churches everywhere are away from God. We're going through a form and a fashion of worship. Oh, it, it gripes Bill to death that I can't be as spiritual and shout the victory and run the house like I one time did. But I've got to take what I've got and finish this race. Church, this thing's serious. And he said, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. They were broken off. We can read it in the Word of God that all Israel will be saved. And I'm going to tell you, all of Israel that will be saved is those that believe, those that come back to God, those that are still in unbelief, they'll never be saved. They've got to believe in God. For if God spared not the natural branches, 20, 21 of the 11th chapter, take heed lest he also spare not thee. So that's the word of God, honey. If he didn't spare the natural branches and they were broken off because of unbelief. And I'm going to tell you, we say today we believe in Jesus and he saved our soul. Do we still believe today that he can keep us out of sin, that he can take care of us, that he will lift us up? Can I tell you, honey, that we don't have to stop in the brand of the devil's gravy. Amen. We can go on what God has given us. I've got enough to finish, honey, if I'll use it for the glory of God. Let me hurry. I know we got a lot. Let me jump down to, to 25. It'd be good if y'all would read this where we were grafted in to the true vine. America don't have nothing to shout about today. But Jesus, but Jesus, we're only grafted in to the true vine. Glory be unto God. We're just a hunk of dirt. Amen. With no life in us. And Jesus right back in blue the breath of life in us. How can I walk down through here and be conceited? I'm preaching on conceits. How can I walk down through here and say, look what I am and what I've got? Honey, without the root, Jesus Christ, with it the sap of the Holy Ghost, without the sap of the Holy Ghost, power of God, neighbor, I can't survive. Y'all know some of you, you farmers, some of you, and I, I remember, I remember my neighbor, I always loved yellow apples, and they, they grafted a yellow apple, a golden delicious, into a red delicious apple tree, and I was a thief, amen, when I went to steal her apples, catch her and a Mr. Garley Lundy, amen, I'd slip up her, Amen. And get that golden, yeah, that only limb. They come out with them golden, delicious apples. And the rest of them was red. Amen. I can tell you every time. Can I tell you something? I wasn't of the rich, uh, original vine, but I was grafted in. Amen. I'm not a Jew by nature, but I'm grafted in to the original sap of Jesus. Well, glory to God. I've got a little bit of the 
sap of Jesus. I run in vain in my veins. That makes me alive today. It makes me bear a little bit of good fruit. Every now and then, Brother Lawson, you'll bring out a little of that old gold. Gold and delicious apple. Have at it, God's gold. Glory to God. Larry, we need to get out out of that bad fountain and start bringing out some good old golden delicious apples. Amen. That Andy might say, there's a reality in serving God. There's still power in the blood. Jesus is still saving souls. Emma is still a glory to God. Healing eyes. God is still taking care of his people. God is still on the throne today. I'm glad today. Hallelujah. That God is putting us back together where he wants us to be. I'm glad today for the sap of God that runs in my veins. Oh, pray. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise his, praise his holy name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They told me, hey, Audrey was with me. They told me sitting in there to do me good, they got to hurt me. They got to burn me in blisters and dry mouth. Sometimes God's got to hurt us to help us. You know, we're hard-headed. We, America's conceited. Can I say that we Americans have lifted ourselves up? I remember every, every country I've ever been in, when American walked down, they wanted that American dollar. They wanted what that American got. They'll jump up orders. They'll leave their family. They'll, they'll lay down their life to cross the borders to get into America because they think we've got it all. Can I tell you what we've had, we've laid down. We don't praise God like we used to praise God. I remember 26 years old when I got saved. I got saved out of sin. God wrote my names down, the Lamb Book of Life. I don't care where I went to church, I'd shout. If they didn't act like they wanted somebody to testify, I'd testify. It didn't matter if I said, said still, I'd still walk. I don't do that no more. I'll come into Mount Vernon Church, and I'll sit there and wait till Larry says, it's time for you to preach, Bill. Amen. We backslid on God. Amen. God's worthy of our praise. We need to lift him up. Let me read the 25th verse. 25th verse of the 11th chapter. I'm hurrying. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceit, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. I don't know, but I wonder how far away from the fullness we are Gentiles. And I wonder how far away are we from the fullness of the Gentiles. 
He said, blindness has come in part. This is Romans. This is the New Testament. He said, and so Israel shall be. No. For I would, brethren, that ye shouldn't, but should, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. But you would not, brethren, be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit. I'm going to tell you something. When I was a boy, and I'd heard of gays, I guess the first that I ever met was in New York City, about 59. But I thought the gays stayed in the closet. And here we are in 2003, and they'll walk up in front of the president and receive a reward or a medal. But let's don't pray in school. Let's don't have Bible reading. And you know, here we are in, in our American churches, and we don't need this King James Version anymore. Let's get this hopped up, NIV. That's took the blood out of the Bible in so many places. I remember on visitation, and they said, well, this is all we read to NIV. At that time, I had studied up on it, just had God prepared me, studied up on it in Acts. And I said, go get your Bible. And I went to the car and got my Bible. And I said, you read yours and let me read mine. And there was three or four verses totally out of it, totally left out. I said, you can take yours and go your way if you want to. I'm going to take this and then go to heaven. Take this and then go to heaven. I'm going to tell you that that new Bible will bite you. That new Bible will put you in a place you don't want to go. It'll lead you down a wrong path. I don't know it all, but I've read enough in them till I can see they'll take you down the wrong road. That you'll justify yourself. Your conceit. Can I tell you what? Brenda's uncle, my first pastor, had a seventh grade education. One of his kids told me, said, Daddy will never be dead as long as you live. And I praise the Lord. I'm uneducated. He told me he got saved under a church with a pair of old bib overalls. He didn't have enough clothes to go in the church. Raised with a messed up home. No education. A lot of times I'd get aggravated. I thought you preach the same thing over and over. But y'all get aggravated at me sometimes, preaching the same thing over and over. Amen. You ought to stand up here sometime. Amen. You, you're ready over and over. I praise God for my first pastor that scolded me, made me so mad I could die. He finally told me he had a 59 or 60 Plymouth. Is that wide? He said, I want you to drive me, but if you're going to drive me to church tonight, you're going to put on your sports coat. I hated a sports coat with a passion. Him and old man Henderson Bledsoe, I took them out there on the mountain in Wilkesboro. I had good eyes then. But you know what they done? They learned me some lessons. 
They learned me some things that I could take to the bank. Amen. That I can still today, after 54 years, use for the glory of God. Today, we've got so educated. Come on, church. Larry brought it out that we'll spend more time on our cell phone than we do in the Word of God. I hardly ever even use my cell phone. I think I know how, and it don't work. But I spend more time on my cell phone than I do in the Bible. I read some Bible verses. I don't mean that off my cell phone. But I'm talking about looking what the weather's going to be, the junk, what this one done last week. Nosy, hello. Nosy ain't going to get me to him. Put on your Facebook today. We missed you in church. We got there. Amen in the road wasn't slick. We never got drowned. We never got snowed out. We had church and there's several pews full that come and wanted to. Bill make them mad. I ain't got long anyway. Y'all throw me out today and amen. It wouldn't be long for me. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you what I learned. For I would not, brother, that you should be ignorant. Church people are ignorant. If they think they can get over on God, if they think they can dip their finger in a pan of sin, amen, and just keep right on, in a pan of sin and get over on God, we're ignorant. We're ignorant. I would not, brother, that you be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own conceit. We're wise in our own conceit. When I got saved, there was no question about the King James Version. That's on one there. Look at us 54 years later. There was no question that a drunk was going to hell if he didn't get converted. If he gets converted, saved, born again, then he ain't a drunk. He's saved. Today, I had a, a preacher friend. I done his uh, brother-in-law's funeral, and he come up to me and said I was a little hard on him. He said, but my brother-in-law had a weakness. He just couldn't get away from alcohol. You know what his weakness is? He wouldn't accept Jesus. They'll never make me believe that God can't take alcohol. He took it from Larry Johnson. Oh, sorry, drunk. I believe he can take drugs. Took it from Lamont. I believe God can help us. How about it, Bill Hawkins? God can take it. That man drank half a gallon of liquor a day. My dad-in-law and work in the garage every day and could drink a half a gallon of white liquor. Many of them went down to the old creek up on a little river and was baptized together. The doctor said, you got cirrhosis, you're going to die. 
God saved his soul. He lived to be 90-something. I forgot. You remember? You remember, Mama? 91. Amen. Worked on cars at 90. Amen. I think Janet thinks she's going to live a bit old, too. Think about it. When the doctor says you're done, if you'll turn to Jesus, things can get better. Things can get better. He said, Bill, you probably won't ever talk again. You'll probably have to have a thing, trick, whatever. Probably. I got a trick. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. I hope I hope my voice is not aggravating to you all. It is aggravating to me. I'll be the first to say. But he said, we'd be wise in our own conceit. I've been scattered, I know, but I ain't done. Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to go to 12. I could read more, and it'd do you good to read that. It's good It's good scripture. But the 12th chapter, amen, and let me read hurriedly in the 12th chapter of Romans. And I'm still preaching on, on conceit, amen. Let me read these, these uh, definitions. This ain't all of them, but uh, self-esteem is one of the meanings of conceit. And elaborate, one that's just, we're above everything else. And in, uh, in imaginations, and our thoughts, and our expressions. Have you ever Bush mentioned this morning about somebody there that he knows pretty close, about their, their looks? Sometimes people's looks, or they shut y'all. Janet's got some of them looks. I've got them. Since I can't see good, I don't pay much attention to them. But they can look at you. You can tell, which I can't see y'all much no more, but I can tell when you ain't agreeing with the Word of God. Yeah, That's why I walk back here every now and then to see where y'all at. I can't see you from up here. But we, our expression, can, Andy can tell when Brenda loves him. <laughs> Brenda had a thought. You could tell by Brenda's expression. She's done got up and run. <laughs> you stay back there. Here she comes. You could tell by Brenda's expression. We was young one time. We went camping. I told her she's afraid of water. I said, Andy, if you'll give me 50 cents, I'll duck her. I was meaning a snake. Andy, give me 50 cents. <laughs> it's a while, but I caught Brenda, and I put her head under the water. <laughs> I was a laughing, but I was trying to run, and she was after me. It wasn't no, <laughs> ain't I telling the truth? If she could have got a hold of me, I wouldn't have had no water there today. <laughs> her expression showed me she would kill me. <laughs> Andy gave me 50 cents. That's the hardest earned money I've ever come by. But you can tell by the expression, can't you? You know when Veer's had enough, don't you? Just shut up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all play dumb on me, I know. We're all like that. At home, you know when it's enough. The expression. Amen. So we have conceit. We're above that that we think we are. Third verse. 
of the 12th chapter. I'm going to enjoy preaching. Andy, I'd do it again for 50 cents if we had a change. Amen. I'll never forget that. He said the third verse in the 12th chapter. For I say, through the grace given unto me, Paul saying this, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as ye have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us where the prophecy let us prophesy and I won't go through all of this but can I tell you something it's easy to get exalted above what you are to get conceit and say I'm more knowledgeable than him I do a greater work than those honey we're not where God wants us to be because none of us are anything our righteousness is as filthy rags. We are pitiful. I look at me. I looked at me laying there in the hospital bed, trying to come out from under anesthesia. Amen. Not a rag of clothes on. I was stripped to nothing. I couldn't get up. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I was at the mercy of whoever wanting to take care of me. Well, I looked back through the Bible, and I could read where the Bible said, when you was young, you took care of yourself, done what you wanted to. But when you get old, somebody else will take you where they want you to go. Amen. I looked at that little girl, and I said, you talking about? Thank God heard it. I said, you want me to pull off everything I got? She said, everything. That's how we're going to stand before God. <laughs> we may have cheated in the gravy bowl. <laughs> hey, we may have cheated and told God we couldn't go. But he's going to know. Because we're going to be naked. Jeff Castle said he found out what I see you men. Just when I took him in for heart surgery, no clothes, I see you. I see you. We're going to stand before God naked. I believe from the bottom of my heart, Brenda forgave me. But it wasn't that day. And it wasn't that week. <laughs> I stayed at a distance for a while. But finally, she forgave me. Neighbor, we're going to stand before God naked. Our thoughts, how I've treated my neighbor. I need to read a whole lot, but let me read it. Let's just read it. 
13th verse. 12, 12, 12. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Somebody asked how much we read this week. How much have we prayed? I put my coat on, slipped on some shoes, no socks, and I run down to the altar this morning. The wind blowing, snow flying early. I got down in my board where I put my knee. It was wet. You know about how long I stayed? About two minutes. I got a wood fire up the house. Let's get back up there by the wood fire. Well, Bill, why don't you just pray by the wood fire to start with? Let's do it the easy way. I'm serious, church. I've been praying beside of my bed for 54 years before I crawl in bed and go to sleep. And I'd been laying there probably 30 minutes one day this week, and I thought I've gotten bed and ain't even prayed. That's how we are. The flesh don't want to serve God. The flesh ain't going to do nothing for God. We fix it all pretty, but the flesh ain't going to heaven. People won't worship God, don't want to come to church. Bill's flesh has never woke up on Sunday morning and said, get ready, get to church. You're so excited. Get to church. Get the flesh to church. The flesh is a hindrance. 14th verse, bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Larry covered all that out of James this morning. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Oh, I've seen it time and time again, church. When I was hurt, you all wept with me. I've seen it time and time again. When I was happy and rejoiced, you shouted with me. Today, where are we at? We're just here. We're just here. I'll hurt in the death of a loved one. My heart breaks when I hear Henry's got cancer and he's got to do radiation. But how long do I weep with him? How long do I hurt? How long do I keep it on my mind? And it never hit me till the last few months to pray for the old folks at church. We pray for the young folks. But the young folks have got a, the old folks have got a different battle. Amen. It's not easy. It's not always easy getting here. Be of the same mind, 16, one toward another. Be of the same mind. One toward another. Mind not high things. I'm preaching on conceit. Don't, don't be conceited. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things, but con, 
condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. The Bible talks about a man come in and godly apparel and you bring him to the front row and the man in old bibbed overalls and wore down. That's what he's saying in so many words. You pay him no mind. I'm going to tell you, they don't one of us. They ain't one of us. If the governor walked in, that we'd make a special place for the governor. Amen. I don't believe God would. I don't believe we as true-born to Christians, us that are least in the kingdom of God, is greater, the Bible said, than John the Baptist. That's what the Bible said. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things. We do mind high things. We'll, we'll butter up to the boss man. Mm. We'll use smoothing words. Mind not, mind not high things, but condescend, or that's come down of men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. I thought about if we got so conceited or in our own conceit that we feel like we're better than that drug addict. I told Janet, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see how far people have let Satan take them. And it ain't because of their dirty clothes or or, or where they're living, it's what they've done in their heart. It's where they've rejected. That's why Israel is having such a battle today. They rejected God. Iran says every week we intend to wipe them off the map. We intend to clean house with Israel. Except by the hand of God being there. It would have done happened. It would have done happened. A little nation that's about the size of North Carolina, roughly. And because God's hand on it, they can't whip it. They can't move it. They can't stop it. And the only thing that's happened to Israel is because they have rejected God. That's why there's poverty the Bible tells us that Israel is going to be regathered. They're going to be coming in from every nation back into Israel, and they're going to flourish one day. Amen. When the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. 16th verse again. Be of same mind one toward another. Mind not our things, but condescend to men of low estate, be not wise in your own conceit. I wonder, I wonder, even in Romania, I remember having services under a bridge, and the fellow come up and he showed us a church where he had been run out of, asked not to come back to that church. That's in Romania. You know, I see it happening in America today. Have we got too big for our britches? Maybe we don't tell them that, but we are so conceited. We're so high on the horse that people don't feel comfortable. Don't feel comfortable 
in the house of God. Honey, there's no big eyes and little use. I'm going to tell you, you got saved just like I got saved. Down on my knees with nothing, with nothing. And Jesus picked me up. That's the only thing I can take to the altar today. That's the only thing I'm going to take to heaven. Re recompense to no man evil for evil. Don't get even with people. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. I believe our brother said maybe this morning that he hadn't treated everybody alike or hadn't been honest with everybody. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. You know what will separate us quicker than anything? I thought about I got word this week and poor fella told a man, to work for so much and when he paid him he showed him $20 and he said well he's a preacher but I can live with it I can live without it if he can live with it you know what will separate you quicker than anything the love of money is the root of all evil you know why we get so mad when somebody takes a dollar away from us we love that dollar when somebody cheats us out of a dollar. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Is that the word of God? Have I not read the word of God? Let me read to you what it says in Proverbs, if I can see it. Proverbs 28 and 11. The rich man is wise in his own conceit. The rich man's wise in his own eyes or in his own conceit. But the poor that hath understanding searcheth, searcheth him out. Proverbs 18 11 said, The rich man's wealth is his strong city and is an high wall in his own conceit. I thought, as we mentioned Israel and the city walls of Israel, and as Solomon was writing this, he lived in walled cities. We don't live in walled cities. But he said the rich man thinks that his money is his wall. His money will buy him peace, happiness, friends, buy him what he wants. I saw on TV on the news and it was unreal how many millions of women are under slavery, slave trading in America. I don't know how they come up with it, but he said millions of women under slavery being sold as slaves. Can we believe that in America? I don't have no way of proving that. It's on the news. On the news. I thought I could have understood a thousand or fifteen thousand, but millions that are sold in America today. I saw it happening in Romania, but in America, 
in America? Where have we gone? Where are we at, America? We're supposed to be the ones that freed the slaves. We're supposed to be the ones that live in a free country. But are we free today? He said, there, if thy if enemy hunger, 21st, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. It's been brought out all through Sunday school. Every verse nearly that was read. What brings evil into us? We are overcome with evil. We can't, I read it in James, we can't have good water and bad water. You can't serve mammon and God. He said, don't be overcome. America today is overcome. Overcome with evil. I thought, I thought if anything can get under America's skin today, it's full with their pocketbook. I thought if, if anything can get under my skin, it's when my own flesh and blood comes and thinks they can get over on me. When they start trying to play me as an idiot and think I don't know where they stand and try to overcome me. If I ain't careful, I'll let evil overcome me. Like, you know what I'm talking about. When you fool with that drunk, if you ain't careful, they'll overcome you. Not that you'll go back and drink with them, but you'll pitch your little bill. You'll pitch your little self. How about an argument, a quarrel? A quarrel ain't nothing but to provoke you to evil. That's all it is, to break you down. Why does the quarrel start in your home or on your workplace? Just to overcome you with evil. The best thing we can do is quit right there. Bill, take heed to this. Quit right there and pray. I told one of mine the other day, I said, I'll knock you knee to this hammer. Boy, I'm a light, ain't I? That's why we ain't shouting in church. Don't tell me what I'm going to do. This is mine. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We just ain't honest. But Lord, when I go pray a prayer, would you forget that I cheated and put my finger in a gravy bowl? I can't tell you that I ain't never cheated, but I let that bowl of gravy go by. We better let some bowls go by. Satan is setting traps in every one of our homes. Yeah. To overcome us with evil. Eve was a mother 
of all living. What a great woman, the mother of all living. And Satan set a trap for her. Don't think ourselves higher than we are. Don't think you're going to stand, you may fall. Don't look down your nose at that one that's quit. It may be you. Your seat may be empty tomorrow. Neighbor, don't let conceits. It says conceits with S in both places I read in Romans. Don't say one conceit, but it says conceits. So we let many things. I've got more than them. I'm smarter than them. I, I won't ever fall. i got more time invested. Neighbor, I'm serious today. This thing's taking a toll on our church. Pray, pray that we all be like-minded as Paul was. We all realize where we came from. We'd all stand where God would have us to stand. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. He said, we're standing by faith, and not be high-minded, but fear God. Fear God that can destroy both soul and body. Fear God. Don't let our conceit get away with us. Don't let what we got or who we know or where we've been. I got a call from an inmate way up by the side of Roanoke today, and I broke my heart. When I was supposed to mash a number till I could receive the call. Oh, dumb me, I can't see. I hit the cutoff button. So there's no way I can call back or reach back and get him. I cut it off. Don't cut off the Spirit of God. An old boy took time, spent his money out of prison to call Preacher Bill this morning. I didn't do it on purpose, but I cut him off. It bothered me all the way, all the way to church. I cut him off. I might be the only one that he could talk to today. Don't cut it off. That's my message. Don't get so high that you think you won't need nobody. I'm going to tell you when they give you that old shot, put you to sleep, you know you're going to need somebody. You know you're going to need that church. Mm. I don't want to cheat it on my seat. Stand, if you will.